But what I did notice, um, especially over the last couple of years, is that um, I, I want to say, girl, it's Sunday and we're going to be spicy. Let's see. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Level Uploading Fight Feelings Face Facts with yours truly, Shay. Today is going to be an episode of my lovely women's health series, sitting up in my room, which I guess now we might have to change to sitting up in my office because elevation. <laughs> I do have a lovely guest here today, Miss Michi. She is she has decided to grace my podcast with her presence. She is an entrepreneur, a content creator. Um, media personality, and she's a professional brand pusher. So, everybody, say hi to Miss Beachy. What do you want to tell us about yourself? Oh my goodness! <laughs> Look, where did we start? You you gave a heck of an intro. Uh, yeah, I'm the owner of the Blueprint Media Company. I have a show that I've been hosting, the Blueprint Live. I'm, in, I'm coming up on my five years. Uh, of hosting that platform where each week I bring on uh, different entrepreneurs, artists, and creatives, and people, anyone that's making a positive impact. Those are the people that I like to work with and touch, and um, I feature them each week. And um, I am I'm excited to be on your platform. You know, um, when I heard about what we were going to be talking about, I said, you know what, I think it's time to share a little bit about my story. So thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. I'm definitely always happy to find people that are willing to be open and transparent enough. I know that a lot of the subjects that I talk about can be a little bit, you know, touchy um, and very intimate. So also I'm very appreciative um, of you for just, you know, having the courage and also caring about other people and them getting, you know, some of the information that you might have that could be valuable to them. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, somebody's uh, pain and different things could become someone else's treasure. So it's, it's, it's important to share when we can. I know that's right. Absolutely. Our testimony is important. So for everyone watching, we are going to be talking, of course, about women's health, which is what we do here. On this episode, we are going to be talking about endometriosis and everything related to it and just kind of getting Miss Nietzsche's its perspective on you know her diagnosis and things of that nature so can you kind of explain to us exactly what that is and um how you found out and things like that oh my goodness so it's everything started for me um i am well just for frame of reference because this is important to share i'm 35 years old um my husband and i have been trying to get pregnant for maybe about two and a half years and okay. you know, naturally, and it was not um, taking place. So I had a routine HSG uh, procedure, which y'all, I'm not a, I'm not in the medical field, but I, um, this procedure is basically to check your fallopian tubes to make sure that there's nothing blocking. Um, so that, okay. you know, if if you all know it, it, the birds and the bees, when you when you you know the sperm is able to go through the tubes and, and travel through. So I went for this routine. Um, checkup because after two and a half years we're like hey we need to test and see what's going on um it was when they went in to do the ultrasound that they discovered an eight centimeter ovarian cyst um that they found essentially on accident so i go oh, wow. 
yeah, it was crazy, Shay. Um, I, I went through all of these different tests, and along with this particular um, cyst, I also had a um, a raised tumor marker that indicated something potentially in, like a problem with like the GI. So I was getting the testing and everything to make sure that I was okay for surgery. But then I was also going through all of these tests to make sure that there was nothing wrong GI-wise, like with my kidneys, my pancreas, all of that. So it was a really, really scary time. Like when I tell you they went in, in and checked me from head to toe, it was every a little part. Shay, it was a crazy time, like completely. So um, what they discovered was that um, when I actually went to the surgeon that I needed to have um, my left tube and my left ovary removed as well, which was extremely devastating to me because i'm like you know i'm we we you know our our, our ovaries hold our eggs so i'm just like, eggs I yeah i need those eggs i need that i'm like don't take them just yet like i don't you know i don't have any children so it was devastating i went through a lot with that but comes the surgery day um everything is going well i'm like okay you know I, I, I was in a good space that day, despite of being extremely fearful. Um, I, I had never had any major surgeries, you know. Okay. When I woke up from surgery, I looked at the time, and there were so many hours that passed. I'm like, this was supposed to be a sixty. <laughs> Listen, trust me, I understand. My poor family. <laughs> Yeah, I was just, and it was just my husband that was there. But I'm like, oh my gosh, I was in surgery for um, well over three and a half hours, and I'm like, what the heck happened to me? A, a partner ended up informing me that I had I had stage four for uh, for endometriosis, uh, which meant that the um, for those that don't know, endometriosis is the um, additional growth tissue from the uterine lining. This uh, that uterine tissue goes into other parts of the body and it essentially creates scars, It you know, and it creates a lot of obstacles as far as for our reproductive systems to do what they do best. Um, and in my case, with it being stage four, there was so much. Um, yeah, it was it was a lot. Um, I, for years, I've had painful menstrual cycles. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that. It was it was bad. I mean, my my menstrual cycles have been horrible since I was a little girl. And I mean, I've 2018 is when I started really complaining. I'm like, something is wrong. Like I'm in like crouching tiger. This is this is extreme. Yeah, and I'm trying to keep it brief, but Shay, it really goes deep in times of like like I had to fire the entire gynecologic team that I was going to before because I'm like, you know, how have I been complaining about this? I'm looking at my, my chart. I'm telling you that something is wrong and it took for me to have to find this out on accident and now I've lost I tell half of my facilities it felt like. Literally. I was going to ask you about that because, I, you know, obviously for you to find out at stage four, it's like, okay, I'm going for annuals, I'm going for checkups, I'm going for all of these things. Why is this not being caught? And, and also, not only that, but you're complaining about it as well. It's not like, you know how some people, they, ne they never have symptoms, they never have problems, and then they find out, and it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, we got to deal with I it. I have been having problems for a while. I mean, Crazy. not even to get too, too graphic, but to be completely uh, transparent. I mean, you know, on a normal day, I would talk to some of my girlfriends and we would just talk about like pads and tampons random, I know, but you know, and I'm, yes, and no, it's, as we like, should, I'm wearing two over <laughs> right. pads right now. The big ones, like they're like, you never use the thin ones. I'm just mm -hmm. like, girl, how I'm like, 
I can't. By the time I walk, by the time I walk to the car, yes, I'm gonna I mean, need to change so it. To the point <laughs> that if I tried to use like regular ones, I would have to double up. And I mean, and and, and, and I don't, I don't mean to be too graphic, but it's real. Like when you, you know, it, it, it was really, really bad. No, please. Just, I'm like, why didn't you all catch this? Now, the one thing about endometriosis is that it cannot be diagnosed unless they actually go and take a look inside. So. I understood that aspect okay. of it, but there just never seemed to be a push. Like, if I had had that pelvic exam and, 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 the, and the ultrasound and everything when mm-hmm. I first started complaining, they may have been able to catch the the additional two fibroids when they were smaller, as well as the ovarian cysts. So, it was just bad all the way. <laughs> it was. I'm, I can sympathize with you completely. I'm not sure if you're aware, but I just recently um, had a hysterectomy. Um, partial hysterectomy. I'm 35 as well, and you know, I I am not a woman who's married. I'm not a woman who was completely um, devastated about it. Just I think because of the level of pain I was in, I was like, take whatever you have to take. You know what I'm saying? Um, but just the negligence that we sometimes experience. And I, like you said, I, I did not know that you couldn't um, diagnose it without actually going in, but they should have been looking for something yeah. to help you because something to figure out why you were in this pain, why you were bleeding so much. I'm sure you were probably in need <laughs> or, you know, blood, you know what I mean? Things, <laughs> things that could have, you know, really harmed the rest of your organs not even just talking about the reproductive part of it you as a a person that's here already that could have harmed you severely could have come from that but I'm glad that they did discover it and I mean I'm sad that you had to unfortunately lose a part of your your reproductive organs, but I'm you still got you still got to like, answer. You got you got you got one. Like, yes. yes. Slide through for your girl. Okay. Yes. Period. <laughs> Listen, you know you know God will take take the the lows and he, the the fish and the lows, and He will make absolutely abundance. So you I'm trying to talk about it and I don't want to get, I don't want to get too emotional because we're in a, we're in a good place now, but it was such a dark time for me um, going through that. And I, yeah. it was dark because, um, girl, feel free, girl, don't, don't, it just feels like, um, I felt like my body failed me. You know, I felt very much yeah. so at a disservice. Um, oh my goodness, the days that I was recovering and that I was kicking myself. You know, um, my husband and I, we've been together to next year will be about 13 years. And, you know, I always okay. tell them, I'm just like, I just want to make sure that we are, um, you know, in a good space financially and all of these different things. And I, I, I spent years, we both spent years mm-hmm. just trying to cultivate a life where our children wouldn't struggle and all of these different things. And I mean, if I beat myself up so much after I did have, after I had the surgery and everything, because I felt like I had felt myself. I felt like as a woman, I felt very inadequate. You know, and, and, and these are the things that you don't mm. really see. It's like, yeah, I could tell you what, you know, what, what teas I drank and what diet that I was on. But it's just like, um, 
I, I don't think that it gets talked about enough the emotional and mental turmoil that that comes along with that yes. you know, and especially it's, it's different like you know there are some women that they they don't desire to have kids like you know or it's, it's not something that's that's in their future and that's um, yeah, yeah. Top so priority. Like, I, yeah. I, I found myself kind of wishing that, that that maybe if I didn't want it so bad it wouldn't hurt so bad you know and um it's it's a lot like when I tell you I I had to get to a point and I had to pick myself up because I did get depressed after the surgery I did oh my gosh like I was at I was at home for like three and a half weeks and I'm just like I'm so sad right now you know um yeah, but sometimes it's okay to feel that you should mourn it. You know what I mean? You should mourn that. It's a part of you that has been taken against your will. I mean, not anything that you signed up I mean, for. I, I you know what I'm saying? Every day so. I, after I finished recovery, I stood in the mirror and I looked because they cut like these little keyhole things on your stomach to, to go in. And yeah. I did have it laparoscop laparoscopically. I did not have to um, have the, the vaginal surgery. So I was thankful for that. But I looked at those marks every day. And I mean, it, the, oh my God. I thank God for delivering me through that. Because the... the what I took myself through emotionally at that time, it was not it was not healthy. It was not. It wasn't. So just push yourself into a dark space still having to function very dark i I work a nine to five i'm a corporate entrepreneur so i have a job and i have my business and it's like and i'm still a wife and i'm still a friend and all of these different things so i felt like an octopus after the service uh, the the surgery i was like i'm getting i'm getting pulled in all these directions i'm processing you know what my future might look like what trials yeah i mean i know we all individually have our own struggles but i'm sorry i just i have a heart for women we go through so much and nobody will ever understand it i got a question for you i meant to ask um we were talking about your cycles being you know bad from the beginning do you mind sharing what age Um, that you started girl i started on columbus day when i was 11 years old No, you I didn't say Columbus Day. We, we were out of school and I I was outside playing and I'm just like, I feel really bad. Something. And, 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 and yeah, so I started and, um, and yes, I, I, I've been um, having menstrual cycles since I was 11. Yeah. So was it always bad for you? I know for myself personally, I started when I was 12. I, I don't know if it was Flag Day or um, I don't know if it was Flag Day. Or, <laughs> but I was 12 and I'm going to say almost immediately it was terrible. Like so, almost immediately. I'm talking like oh my, so okay, bad. Look, and then I'm, I'm, I'm going to give this to you real short because I know we don't limit the time. So when I started... Um, my cycles, I would always get really, really bad cramps. Okay. So I, you know, it was always yes. just common for okay. probably when I started when I was 11 to maybe about 16 that I would cramps and it would be horrible. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to about my senior year in high school, there was a shift. So it went from, I would have the symptoms that I was about to have a menstrual cycle, but then I just stopped having them like it could go four to six months without a a period and I mean you would imagine that was hell in my household where I have my mother who and my parents who are very active and they're just like why don't you and I'm just like 
Um, yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, baby, I haven't had sex yet. I, you tell me what's going on. So I ended up um, getting on birth control so that they could try to regulate it. Um, and then I also experienced another period. And it was it happened twice earlier in my 20s where I had that other delay of about four to six months where there was no menstrual cycle. Okay. It wasn't accounted for. Um, I've had to have my menstrual cycles induced because... You know, they they weren't coming at a certain point. Yeah. It was insane. And and it wasn't until I did not start having consistency. Now, I'm 35 years old. I did not start having consistent menstrual cycles. My husband and I have been trying for two and a half years. I went off of birth control maybe about four to six months before we really, really started trying. That was when my cycles finally regulated. Wow. It was tired. It was tired. First of all, one thing I, I this is a something that I personally a heal that I am prepared to die on. Birth control is it's next to the girl. devil. Um, it is torture for your body. It almost killed me. What kind? Um, Jay, yes. So, um, I was on the patch, and then I went to um, progestin only. I can't think of the name of the loop. Okay, it's been years since I've been on it, so. Um, was it what like was a the pill name of form? it? Or was- um, it, it was a pill form. It was a pill form. But then also, I just want to make sure I mention this, and I always mention it whenever I bring up birth control. The Plan Bs, y'all, that they push it. Please stay away. Um, I, I myself, you know, you you know how they give you the spiel of all the side effects. I was a side effect person. Um, I got blood clots in my lungs. Oh my gosh, and. Almost, it was in the ICU for five days. So, I'm just gonna start there. Birth control is. <laughs> if you can stay away from it, do. <laughs> Please don't cry, girl. It's okay because God, God saved me from that. But I try to tell people I understand. Not you know, wanting to some family planning and all of that. I get it because you know, like you said, you want to be in a position. To be able to care for your kids and give them a good life and not bring them into struggle or you know anything like that, but if it's another way, please try to find it, y'all. Because I'm telling you, the the, the popping the Plan Bs tear your tear your body up. More about like you know the the, the things that happen to you too, because it's like it's so taboo to talk about, you know, and 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 it is it's uncomfortable. It is. You know, so thank you for sharing. Yeah, if you or a little bit about um, me, so um, like I said, twelve years old, got my my period, and instantly was bad. My mom took me to the doctor. They suggested, like you said, birth control to try to regulate it. Um, I was young, so she was like, absolutely not. More so, I don't think she was thinking about my pain. More so, as she was thinking about. I don't want to give her an open door to be out here thinking that she's wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's she's 12, 13 years old. She don't need to be, she don't need to be on no birth control. Which in hindsight, knowing what I know about birth control, I'm yeah. so thankful that she didn't because yeah. of the side effects that I've experienced. But in that time, I'm like, I'm I'm staying home from high school three days after the first day, first three days of my cycle. I'm vomiting. Um, I, I, my life stopped every month for at least three 
days. Um, it was torture. And, you know, I pretty much dealt with it. I lived through it until I was about 18. And that's when I began to get my own. I, I became sexually active and I huh? got my own birth control. And it worked for me for a long time. It, you know, it helped me severely. But um, once I got off, because although it helps you not to become pregnant, it turns you to a crazy person sometimes, you know. The, the the imbalances, um, the, yeah. the cravings, the all of the stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> I got off of it, and um, yeah. Next thing you know, I was being hospitalized with blood clot in my leg, couldn't walk. Um, it, it was a lot. It was a lot, and unfortunately, one thing about blood clots, um, they I, they usually start in your leg and then they travel up. So the blood clot started in my leg and traveled up through my heart and my lungs. And one thing about it, once you have it, you're more susceptible to get them again. So I have unfortunately had the pleasure and the grace of God to have survived three of those incidents separately. So I, I like I said, I'm prepared to talk anybody out of birth control if I can help it. If I can help it. It's gotta be a <laughs> Yes. We need to get these dudes yes. on some birth control. No, I'm just joking. I just, <laughs> Listen, I'll trust it. I'll trust it. Now I'm tired. I'm tired of taking the risk now. <laughs> I really don't trust it. <laughs> I'm in danger. But yes, yeah, so I was diagnosed and um, I have huge fibroids. Um, my maybe two episodes prior to this one, I do a whole um, I show like my surgery i did have abdominal so i have a okay. i got a zipper <laughs> they had to cut me all the way open um because of the sizing of my fibroids one of my fibroids was 11 pounds oh gosh. um yeah right, it's crazy that it hurts me to hear that you was going through that like it, i can sympathize so much with what you're saying because like everything you're saying like with the pads and, and just the excessive anxiety that comes with right. am I bleeding through my outfit? Am I safe? Do right. I have enough pads? You know, I, I can completely completely relate to that. So I decided to go ahead and like I said, the best course of action with the way that my uterus was being enlarged with fibroids, but continuously just getting larger. I looked like I was nine months pregnant. Um Yes, girl. When you see the, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you pictures. When you see the pictures, okay. people are like, "Oh my god!" But yeah, so I just made the decision to just go ahead and, and have the partial hysterectomy. Uh, I still have one ovary that's in there fighting for her life to keep me out of menopause. Also, oh, girl, she's she got like, hands. Not okay, <laughs> not today. No, no, no. Yeah. So I don't. I didn't want to prematurely go into menopause if I didn't have to. So, but yeah, that's kind of my little recent spiel. But are you so for you? Let's get back to you. you. Forget yeah. me. You, you, the stories <laughs> that need to be heard for sure. For sure. Let's talk about you. Okay. So what is what? Okay. Mm -hmm. Now that you have been diagnosed, stage four. That is very far along in stages. Um, you kind of told us yeah. about how you were feeling and everything. What 
what is the prognosis? What are your doctors saying as far as what's the treatments that you can do? Um, as far as, you know, of course, you're trying to, you're trying yes, for a I actually, I just found um, a new doctor. Uh, and we're extremely happy about okay. I completely left the practice that I was going to before. They have been taking care of my gynecologic care since, um, it's, it's been probably over nine years. So I had to, you know, go. I, Girl, yes, I have to move along. So I am working, and I I can say her name because she's so dope. (laughs) I'm working with Dr. Katrina Lee out of um, University of Chicago. Yes. Okay. You you see him. Well, I used to work. I used to work there. If if you know her, this lady, she is amazing. She, um, she's on the gynecologic. A care team at University of Chicago, but she specializes in um, endometriosis and PCOS and some of the different um, illnesses that affect women li- like me. I mean, you know, I've, I and I felt like when I went in, I just saw her this week, actually, this past week. That was my first appointment. So mm-hmm. um, where we're at now is, is that we have to look at my ovarian reserve to make sure that I have enough eggs that's left in my right ovary that you know, has been left behind to make sure that everything is good. Um, then I also, she's looking okay. in the oncology team just so that they can continue to monitor that raised tumor level that I had with, um, you know, everything else. Okay. They believe it was directly tied to that, but they want to stay on top of it so that we don't, you know, we, we can get in there and do whatever we need to do if the things go crazy. Yes, and and it's quick. It's better to find out quickly and figure out what's going on. So yeah, I'm glad they're being proactive and instead of re- so react. And I'm not the type of person. Some people be like, "Oh, I don't want to know," and they won't go to the doctor. Baby, if I feel anything, I am calling my doctor. I they take that insurance out every two weeks when I go to work. Baby, I'm going to the doctor. Understand? Listen, so, I, I I have that, but um, once we take a look at that. Um, they check my ovarian reserve and then she goes in to do another ultrasound and just make sure that everything is kind of locked and loaded. Um, you know, we'll essentially kind of establish a long-term plan from there. But um, just even the mm-hmm. things that she was saying and how she's really trying to jump in, that is enough for me at this time because I recognize this is not something where I'm going to have like an immediate type of result. So that, that's currently where it sits right now. Right. I have a new care team. Um, I'm feeling hopeful again because I did, I lost a piece of that hope, honestly. Like I, just from the care team that I had before and I felt like they were like blowing me off and everything. It was very hard for me to feel 100% confident mm-hmm. that I could still potentially be a mom. And I feel like I kind of got that spark back. So that's where it stands right now. Yes, girl. We gonna, we gonna pray and fast. We gonna pray and fast on it. That's all I'm saying. We gonna we gonna pray and fast on it. I'm glad that you are able to get a team that's gonna help you feel more comfortable, confident, and take you seriously. Because you know, as yeah. black women, as women, period. But add on that that special melanin yeah, to the to the equation. It's so hard. It's so hard to get somebody to take us seriously yeah. when we have issues and. For you to have found a team that you feel comfortable with, who you think is gonna actually, yeah. you know, stay on top of things, that that's that takes away a, a little piece of that anxiety and that stress. Cause it's not fun to, like you said, for one, feel like your body is failing you. 
to feel like, what did I do wrong? What did, you know, what could I have done? You know, we, we always torture ourselves with those things that are completely out of our control and hindsight, of course, but I'm glad because that can make all the difference. Just that hope and that faith unlocking that, that can make all the difference. Honestly. We're going to keep on believing God. We're going to keep on believing God. Baby, I can't do it off my own understanding. It ain't going to work. Listen, that's all you need to know. Because once you know that, you know everything you need to know. Okay. Tie it up, baby. Take everything. Say soft, soft life. I got a soft life, okay? Soft life. That pain don't live here no more. I know that's right. Well, I am definitely glad about, like I said, that's a big one. Um, So, I hope this isn't too personal, but it does does this affect your sexual life at all? <laughs> well. <laughs> you can say, if it, if it no, is, it's if it's too personal, personal, we can skip it. Um, okay, so a lot of the things <laughs> that people hear about with endometriosis is that... Um, there's like pain during like intercourse and things of that sort. Yeah. So this is what happens to me. And and I can I can be fully transparent. Um I don't have a problem. Um <laughs> I do <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what do you mean by that? a problem for me, but what I did notice, um, especially over the last couple of years, is that um I want to say, girl, it's Sunday and we're going to be spicy. Let's see. Well, so okay, <laughs> I would experience a dull aching upon having an okay. orgasm. So that would be whether if it was a personal or if it was okay. my husband, you know, it, it, um, I would feel the pain mm-hmm. at that particular point. So it affects everyone differently. Um, mm-hmm. I've, heard, I've, I've uh, read yeah. different things from other women because I've tried to connect with other women that have that too, just to kind of have a sense of community and not be all out there by myself. And that yeah. pain that is associated with endometriosis, it kind of manifests in different mm-hmm. ways. For me, I experience like the dull cramp or ache. Like it's, it's my, my body is it's like my, my midsection is just like, there's been some trauma here. And I'm like, good times, you know? Okay. So that's, that's the only thing that's, that happened with me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that sucks. It's like, that's supposed to, especially because you're a married woman, you're no. not fornicating. You know, you're supposed to be, this is supposed to be I completely, you're supposed to have a, <laughs> It's crazy, but I, I've got used to it. So you know, I'll just do that. I'll drink something warm, or sometimes drinking a nice cold glass mm-hmm. of water. It it will help to subside that. But I definitely experience it. I do. So th- this time with everything has brought a true level of transparency. I've had to tap in with myself. I've had to have some real honest conversations with mm-hmm. my husband. I mean, imagine having the conversation of if I can't give you a baby, what does that look like for us after being together for thirteen years? It's been difficult. I'm not. You it's, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful yes, I got a sure. rider. He like, look, I don't care if it's me and you, some cats, some puppies, a rabbit, a fish. Like, he like, oh, that's a blessing. It's, it's all good. But, that's such a blessing. You know, I recognize that, like, if I were in a different situation or with someone else or by myself, I recognize that those, you know, it, it, 
it, it's a certain level of openness that you have to have going into those situations. And it's, it's, I mean, navigating what we go through is already hard enough, let alone having to explain it to another person that, you know, you would like to yes. get serious yes, with or at sure. minimum have a good time with, you know, it's, uh, it's difficult all around. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's not just the illness itself or the things that we go through with our health. It's also kind of having to expose that. And it's, it's, it's super personal, you know, it is. And you have to do it in a timely fashion, even before you, yeah. I mean, not too early, but even before you even really Absolutely. know if you like this person, you know, just before you even start to like this person, you want to kind of almost be transparent. So, so that you don't come off as um, withholding information or you know things like that. Because if if you come in and you're saying you you're against adoption or you're against uh, trying to take yeah. what little egg reserve I have and putting it in a surrogate or whatever whatever the course or plan of action would be in that time frame, if you're against that. You need to know that before you start falling in love with me. Because you don't fall in love. Today, you're going to be in love. You're going to be. (laughs) Today. Today. (laughs) No, it's it's, it's real. I I have to count my blessings Mm -hmm. with a lot of things because I'm just like, oh my goodness. Like, if this situation would have, like, happened or, or, or came about probably years ago, oh my goodness. Oh, Miss Michi didn't always mm-hmm. date the refined gentleman. Okay, so it, God be good. Yeah. <laughs> so I was mentioning that are you guys opposed to adoption? Not we listen. In addition to mm-hmm. y'all's y'all's family, would you be opposed to adoption or even like the surrogacy route if you had to um, mm-hmm. utilize someone else's? Facilities. I, you know, I don't want to say something that's too controversial that's going to get me canceled, baby. I'm still trying to get put on, but I'll tell you this. I'll tell you. No. No cancellation. Okay, no cancellation. So, I would definitely consider surrogacy. Um, you know, I tell, I, I actually, okay. my, my husband and I have jokes since all of this stuff. I'm like, if, you know, I need to get someone to carry for me. I, I'm, I'm in the, I've been in the spirit this year of get somebody else to do it. And Soft life, soft life. You know, I'm like, if God has it where with everything that I'm trying to do with my life and my in my media career and everything, where I could, I'm in a space where I can have that happen. I would likely go that route versus adoption. Mm -hmm. And for me, I I think I'll be freaked out because I watch television and movies too much. And I think that honestly, Shay, it would hurt my heart. I think it would shatter me. If I raised a child that I adopted and then they turned around and like, you're not my mom or you're not my parents or, you know, like, screw you yeah, or you raise yeah. them. And then as soon as they get out into the world, they're like, I'm never talking to this lady again. She's horrible. That would kill no, me. Or why don't I, I look like you? I, or, I, you know, I think I could probably accept that more from my own child. Versus, like you know, just even the potential, yeah. the potential of it, 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 it makes me like very, very mm-hmm. anxious. So that that's kind of like my thoughts on that. I'm I can't say that I'm closed off to it, but I, it's not at the top of my list. You know. Okay, well, which is fair. I, I think that it's sad that you know we have to be so guarded with things like that for the potential of 
cancellation, but I think that's a, a very fair assessment. And I mean, I've heard a lot of um, men say that, that for, for that same reason or similar reasons, um, that it would be something that they're not opposed to, but it would not be, you know, yeah. top of the list. And I, I, I think that's fair. Look, if nothing else, it's not true, fair. y'all. So don't nobody get offended out there. <laughs> please, please don't, y'all. This is how we can't have transparent conversations if we have to, to be politically correct or um, got to be afraid to offend everybody. We're not going to be able to pacify everybody, you know, so. Speak up. Is there <laughs> is there anything that you would like to share that we didn't touch on? I know that you said you had been kind of, um, I, I feel like we talked about a lot of it, but I know that you had kind of been, you know, documenting it. So I wanted to make sure that you got a chance to get, you know, everything that you possibly wanted I, to share about it. I out. think that we kind of went through everything. I would just like to say for anyone that's going through something like this, I mean, my, my PCOS sisters, my endometriosis girls, um, it, I'm finding that it looks so different um it is it does affect a lot of women of color so I, I just feel like um if you are not going to get your annual exams and checking up on yourself you know you you, you should be doing those things i mean i that's for anybody that's listening go and get your checkups you know make sure that you are are advocating for yourself and um you know I, I recognize in this process i've had to do a lot of due diligence of making sure that all of my care team are on the same page and it's just like no one's going to advocate for you more than you advocate for you. So that's probably the tidbit that I will leave them with. And I mean, you know, I am open to talking to, you know, to anyone that, you know, I mean, hell, if you just need to vent, because let's be honest, it, this stuff is hard. Um, I am. I'm here and I um, I'm so thankful. Shay, thank you for providing such a safe space to talk about it. I, I You are my first like interview that I've done talking about this situation so I, I feel honored and I'm glad that you did feel safe enough to share and you know that speaks volumes I mean not to my own horn but I, I think that speaks volumes you know? <laughs> definitely I'm definitely glad that you're able to share because I know for a fact that your transparency is going to help somebody else and I know everybody you know they like to move in silence for everything. And I get that. I do. But I also know how many people have inboxed me, DM me, text me, reached out to me, telling me, hey, I don't talk about this, but I've been going through that, 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 that. And even if it's just one, two, 20,000, who knows the people that you reach, That's if it awesome. helps one person, it's worth it. It's worth it to share your story because secrecy Nothing, no, you don't gain anything from it. I did, I documented my experience on TikTok, Shay, and I had so many women that were inboxing me and they were like, this happened to me or what did you use for this and everything? And I mean, we started following each other and we stayed, you know, in contact with each other. It is power in sharing your mm -hmm. story. So, um, that, you know, you are, yes. this, your platform is the bomb and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful to come on and just and chat with you and talk about my experience because baby, I, I, ooh, it's, it's been one. I thank you so much. I appreciate your words. And also, I'm going to probably do a, maybe a follow up later on, maybe sometime next year or something. 
we can do a catch up and follow up on it, see, you know, how the progress is going. I have a little baby Her over here. I'm ready. Like, yeah, be like, Shay, look at y'all. Look at y'all. <laughs> listen, listen, because I'm, I'm over here like, I'm writing you down on my list right now. Baby, we about to pray yeah. fast on this thing. I don't, I don't, don't be like, Shay, listen. look at your niece or nephew. Look, look, look here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because honestly, though, it's so many it's so many people out here that want children, not and and it's so many people who want children who are trying to do it the right way. You know, you know, trying to make sure that you're not just having kids randomly or can't afford to do anything for them. So when we have parents with level-headed, um, you know, good support systems, they are on one accord. They have longevity. The, these are the people we need to be. Cause this kid is gonna be oh, and look, we got a little over here, okay? And I'm like, I got two nephews that's ready to meet him. I'm like, come on, baby, we just waiting on you. So I, 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 I tell everybody, I'm like, I'm speaking that over yes. my life. I'm like, baby, y'all send me all the baby does, all of that. It is what it is. <laughs> yes. Oh, listen, I got you, cause baby, ask Wendy. Listen, I'm gonna pray that thing on. I'm yeah. gonna pray that thing on down for you, honey. So. Well, I am so thankful for you. Um, I want to say I'm going to be put, I'm going to definitely put your um, your socials and all of that on the screen as well. So don't worry about that. Um, do you want the email contact? I know you have mentioned, I know you have mentioned uh, people wanting to reach out or vent or anything like that. You want me, they can send keep me it with them. Um, you know, um, and, and okay. then if you go on my website too, any messages that's sent on there, they come directly to me. I see those. So, yeah. Okay. Perfect. That's what I want to make sure they have a way to reach out to you. Well, this has been another episode of Sitting Up in My Room slash Office with Shay and Miss Michi. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a good one. Bye.